0: Welcome back to episode six of Scrubbed In. Today is a very special episode and I suggest you get a cup of tea or coffee because it's going to be a long one. And I'll tell you why, because today we're going to be talking about our first ever clinical placement, which happened to be outside of London. So it meant us moving out. Well, before we begin, I'm going to ask Sam's to kind of explain what a clinical placement means and our reaction when we found out that for the next three months on our cardiology block, we're going to be spending our time in a place called Margate. Um,
1: damn straight straight in, right, cool. Um, clinical placements, right, so let's start with what it is for our viewers. When you hit sort of year three, the year three mark for most universities, instead of learning in lecture theatres, you sort of get placed directly into the hospitals. You're part of the clinical team, so working with doctors, nurses, the consultants, and so forth. Um, So and Abdul's first clinical placement was a cardiology placement in Margate. And my heart sank, bro, when I saw it was in Margate. (laughs) That was like, what, right? South coast, is it?
0: Yeah, it's like a two, three hour journey from London. Um, No.
1: Yeah, south coast. East coast. (laughs) So geography
0: needs work. It's this side. No, it's that. No, way. it's that way, man. Never eat. Yeah, so northeast. No,
1: <laughs> fine. It's on, on the coast. coast somewhere, and there's a really lovely beach called Margate Beach. Yeah, it's really nice. The beach. Isn't yeah, the place is actually quite beautiful. And my heart sank, man, because I've never lived out. I've never, until that point, I've not really cooked. Mm. You know? I've not, I've not survived alone. I've been cocooned in my house. Um... Uh, but yeah, what, what did you think? Same, you similar to
0: you, man. As soon
1: as I found out
0: that we needed to move out and you have to live somewhere for the next three months and I've been kind of spoiled by my parents, you know, they they cook for me and, like, I don't really need to do much and, you know, the food is provided for me once I get home. The only relief I had was, like, I'm going to be with Ams and a few of our friends that we knew at the time, but not that well. But... I'm like, allow it. Three months away from home, you're (laughs) living there, you're away from your friends and family. Like, let's just do it, get on with it, come back to London. Um, Fine. So we got over that. Let's say how it started. So how were the first few weeks of clinical placement, or how were the first few weeks in
1: Margate? Bro, it was fun. The whole three months looking back was probably the the best rotation that I've had in my life. Um, The first few weeks or was it yeah so i think the best way to
0: talk about margaret is i would say i would say it was probably the best three months or one of the best three months of my Mm. whole time at medical school Mm -hmm. i think this episode will do a bit differently i think the reason i want our viewers to understand why we loved it so much is we had an amazing time with amazing friends who were very very close to up until today Mm -hmm. so let's just talk about all the stories all the madness we got up to we'll keep some sort of order but I don't know where this episode is going to end. I don't know if you can even cover it in one episode. So this one's
1: fun. This one's so for Yeah.
0: So let's start with, um, I don't even know where to start.
1: Let's start off with moving. Yeah. You, really? didn't, you didn't even get oh that my. step right. So, yeah. oh God. So, okay. So when you're moving, right, you have to think of how long you're moving for. Yeah. yeah. Did you think you are moving for one day? <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> say what you want to say there. Okay, cool. So basically, right. We move for three months, so I packed like three suitcases, enough shirts, trousers. Made sure I had food stock, snacks, chocolates, things like that. Anyways, so what happens is I pack everything, and on that day, my parents take me right the way up to Margate.
0: Wait, before even you get there, so, so basically, um, obviously you're taking a lot of stuff with your clothes, luggage, snacks, books, whatever, and you get to Margate, right? And so for me, I had my dad drop me off. So we're going from London to Margate and towards, let's say the last hour, the last 50 odd miles to Margate, we're going down and all we see is this white Vauxhall insignia on the side of the road, like heating up, about to catch fire and like a group of-
1: smoking. you're
0: smoking and a group of guys just huddling around the car. And I'm telling my dad, oh, look, these lot are stranded. Um, how, how unfortunate. And um, like, you feel a bit sorry for them, but you're in a rush, you want to get to Margate, right? Lo and behold, by the time we get there, we realise that that family of People that was stuck on the motorway with the <laughs> car about to burn was his family. So, so <laughs>
1: then your so, dad say screw them. Yeah. Just so off. I said
0: basically like uh, let's stop and help them. And my dad's like no 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 I need to drop you off and I need to come back. I got to work. And then he came and he's like bro guess what I got stranded on the motorway. And I was like bro I, th- I think I saw you but my dad didn't want to help you. So, so we
1: just had to get to work. So that so it started off like that. So yeah so I remember now. So yeah we were driving there. And my dad's car over here, the turbo blew up basically, so we're on the hard shoulder. Funnily, there's mm. another f- funny story to go with that. So, we're obviously on the hard shoulder that you drove by. Yeah. It yeah, didn't even help us. Anyways, um, obviously, it's me, my mom, my sister, and my father. Mm. We're all brown, mm. and my mom and sister obviously wear the headscarf. Yeah. So, we're standing by the hard shoulder. Mm. Someone called police on us Is it? Apparently we were illegal immigrants standing there (laughs) So police come to us And obviously this is where my father uses me He's like Doctor doctor. Dropping off hospital (laughs) Dropping him off at the hospital Um, Does your dad speak in keywords? (laughs) I'm just giving you the sort of the main keywords that (laughs) went through to the police officers ears. So the police officers heard that and they were like, okay, cool. Then, then help us. And then obviously you drove yeah. straight by. But saying that, yeah, using the medical
0: word or the medical, being a medical student or a doctor is like a, a free pass. Cause sometimes you can use it and say, you know, or maybe it leads to the fact that we probably have been in trouble by, by the police and you had to use the card. Guess what? Bro, I,
1: I ain't ever been in trouble with the police. Yeah. I'm a clean guy. Okay,
0: fine. Are there about? have been times where you may have been stopped. And then you just use the uh, I'm a medical student or I'm a doctor and they kind of let you off. It doesn't work all the time, but it's worked for me on a few occasions. But we can leave that it's for another time for another time. We'll never ever to talk about it. But yeah, <laughs> let's go back. OK, cool. So we both managed to get to the flat and um, with these things, like your whole family wants to come and see because it's new. It's new. Bear in mind, we're the first two to go to university and our families. It's, it's never been they could have fathomed before. So like, OK, my son's going to be living up for the mm-hmm. next three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they all want to see where you live in. How does it work? Let me see your room, you know. And I remember my dad came into the room and he's like, All right, after three months, we're going to take the wardrobe, we're going to take the chair, and we're going to take the desk with us. I was like, No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. They stay. <laughs> your dad wanted to rob the whole flat. Yeah, he wanted to take the chair with him back, you know that. So, we we're like, That no, doesn't work like that. Oh, so, my it was God. cool. Um, but
1: basically, the story was like, You came fully loaded, you had loads of clothes. loads no, of no, shoes. No, no. let me say it, bro. I don't, you don't get the opportunity to say this one. So, I came in and the parents left, so I'm like, um, and we've had dinner and my dinner was a full meal mm. and his dinner was like a biscuit. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on man? Like, you've got no food. And I, yeah. I'm not hungry. Yeah. Anyways, cool. So now I'm preparing for the next day. I'm obviously quite excited to start my clinical years going to hospitals. The first time you get to feel like a doctor, see patients, be part of the ward round. So I had my nice crisp shirt, I ironed that, uh, ironed my trousers, and I walk into Abdul's room to say, Abdul, what are you what are you wearing, mm. bro? And he goes, I've got some clothes in it. So I opened his wardrobe just to see what clothes he's packed. And the wardrobe's massive. It's huge. And I opened the wardrobe and I see one shirt and <laughs> one set of trousers and one set of shoes. <laughs> and that's it. And a big bag of crisps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had loads of snacks. That's what I prioritised. <laughs> he just bought. And then, so I had, I saw those hung. And then I looked down and I just saw a mountain of just snacks, yeah. chocolates, and crisps. Yeah. I'm like, bro, how long did you plan to stay here
0: for? No, because you know I don't think I realised like you're out there living. So like, you know, when you're at home you just wear what's there in it. So one, I underpacked, is that what you say? Underprepared. No. Bro. You're overpacked. On, I...
1: You brought one shirt and one trouser. And That's you know what? all that matters.
0: And I had like other bits and bobs, but I didn't even bring hangers. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I didn't bring hangers i didn't bring tissue rolled toilet rolled i didn't bring handle i didn't bring nothing i literally <laughs> bought a pair of trousers shirts loads of snacks and that's <laughs> and i thought this is what's going to do me market. i didn't even realize the advantage was that we used to go back every weekend and stuff like that so yeah. i very quickly learned what to bring man i never bring plates of pans or anything do you know what you i mean like, nothing like, but, there was,
1: but then you went out one day for yeah. shopping and oh. that day <laughs> right so again we had food all right so every week I remember mm. if you remember we used to bring food you yeah, we used to bring so, food from home um, our parents my parents you know, would give me sort of rice and chicken and sort of different curries to have and warm up and I used to also bring sort of I lived with Uncle Ben's as well yeah we used to Uncle Ben's it used um, to be a pattern for a packet of rice yeah all of those things um, anyways it would literally run out maybe from Sunday to Thursday and then Thursday, Friday we'd have to find ways to eat anything that's there or pizza or something mm. like that and then back back home for the weekend and cycle starts again. Anyways, I think you ran out of food really early on a Tuesday yeah. and he went out and he went out alone because no one else was bother, bothered to go to the shops and he came back with food, he said, and he came back with two KitKat packets yeah. and dark bleach, yeah. hand wash, <laughs> scrubbers. I'm like, bro, you've never done cleaning in your life. I know. I
0: bought basically, I thought, this is the first time I've doing shopping for myself and this is there's going to a shop to buy something you want, and then there is shopping for the household. And I've never done this in my life, right? So I'm out there, and I'm in Tesco, and there's a massive Tesco, it was a massive Tesco, it seems yeah, yeah, Tesco, I can't remember. Huge, huge. And I'm like, snacks, and I'm like, oh, yo, I'm gonna need this, I'm gonna need that, I'm gonna need... I didn't use any of it. But it was just a funny time, just that first few days of moving in, settling, and kind of realizing this is gonna be your home for the next few months. And I'm grateful for that era, because mm-hmm. I learned a lot, because now I live out from home, um, I live away from family. And I learned a lot in terms of when you're moving out, like what to prepare, what it actually means to move out and what you need. Because Do you I, want to tell people what they actually need so since you live out right now? For all the people that are going to have a clinical placement, especially people that are kings, make sure you pack clothes, shoes, underwear, trousers. You get snacks, but you get food, like real food, stuff that you can cook. You get your sanitary products, your tissues, your kitchen roll, hand wash. You also get pots and pans, plates, all that usual stuff. Take it all of me. it's
1: normal. <laughs> yeah, the in normal stuff. List
0: is... But um, <laughs> fine. All right. So let's move on. So that's our first few days. We're kind of settling in, and luckily we had a flat. So each flat you have four students. Mm-hmm. So it was me, Ams, and two of our very close friends. So we had the flat. So it's like your own little house. You have your, you share the kitchen. Everyone's got an ensuite, um, and you have like a sitting room. Um, bear in mind, we never had any TVs or anything like that. So, all right. So we moved in. We settled in. We, we prepared. Um, what happened next?
1: So we went into placement. Yeah. So clinical you placement. Walking into yeah. the hospital. Um, how was it? So we walked in, and mm. the first thing we were greeted by. So yeah, on clinical placements, the consultant first. Yeah. Sees you, gives you a talk, welcomes mm. you, and then sends you into sort of directly onto the wards. Mm. Um, so for the guys entering the clinical years, typically you'd find the most junior doctor, an F1 or an F2, mm. and then you buddy up with them and then make patient lists, yes. shadow them, yeah. do any jobs, like mm. take bloods and things like that. Um, what were you doing on the first ward round?
0: Oh, my days before that, yeah. Do you remember we went to the first ward round? So the difference between pre-clinical years and clinical years is pre-clinical years, the vast majority of the time, you're in lecture theatres and you do clinical skills in simulation rooms and clinical mm. centres. Whereas the last three years of medical school, every day you're on the wards. And like I am said, you follow the F1 or the F2, you participate in ward runs, you learn to examine patients, you learn to take a history, you learn all. Well, basically the last three years teaches you how to become a good mm. junior doctor. And I remember the first time we went in the first day, you don't know what's the norm, what's not. So we all kind of just too much. So I remember we were fully suited and we were smelling <laughs> like we just came out of club. Do you remember? We sprayed so much perfume on, right? And like we didn't know a what was supposed to in it, yeah? So we came and then, and then I remember the doctor, he looked and he smelled and there was this four guys, all four of us, yeah? And I remember Tom Ford, yeah? Yeah. And all of us, we're all like, the same. <laughs> but Tom we had one perfume, <laughs> but we all shared it. And I remember, he, he just smelled it and he's like, did you guys literally come out of club straight into work? He's like, you guys are smelling way too strong, way too good for a hospital environment so like it was like a good learning curve and yeah. you kind of realize what you should and what you shouldn't do so that was clinical
1: skills but was. it was the buzz and excitement yeah we were we so excited because we now so you feel like, like a real medical student yeah, you know actually, what that's i mean what it was, and yeah. you get
0: to touch patients examine them get to speak to them and kind of envisage and think oh my days this is what mm-hmm. i've kind of dreamt of this is Started to become a reality. Now I'm going to become a doctor. Exactly. And just being in award run. The first and you have to bear. This is the first time we've ever done a award run. So yeah. you're excited. You know what I mean. And you're you're hearing all these terms that you've read about for the last two three years. Ex- in action. And like um, we enjoyed it. And w- to be fair, in hindsight, we pre- we went in a lot of the time. We went in on time we made the most of our for our no, we,
1: we went in a lot compared to the other guys yeah the
0: so other guys we by the time uh, we got in was the time they woke up and yeah. that was lunchtime. so so used, used to go home for lunch and then they used to wake up to go in but the clinical years i think at the end we can talk about how to make the most of clinical years but it made me feel like a medical student mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we enjoyed it a lot and i learned a lot and yeah. the stuff we learned there to even examine a patient's cardiac system or respiratory system is the same way i examine a patient today to be fair do you know what i mean yeah, exactly. that is your bread and butter That's when you first start Mm. learning how to be a doctor.
1: Talking about cardiac exams, do you remember? Wow, I can hear the vowels.
0: Oh my word. So we had this amazing, super smart consultant, right? And as a medical student, you're naturally in awe of people that are really smart. You're in awe of a consultant. And I remember this, this, this consultant. He was very flamboyant. And I'm sure the people that went to Kings would know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and he used to come in in like a three-piece suit, he's coming in a waistcoat, he, he was a very... Um,
1: he used to drive a flash convertible... Flash convertible car and yeah. he used to dress
0: very well and he's spoke, speak in a very certain way. You know, he was a very elegant and a... I don't know what the term is, but he's come and he used to come and he was like, you know, I can come into toward and from the end of the bed I can tell who's got a murmur, diagnose a condition from the ECG, and I remember we were like, Wow! And it's like he knew everything. <laughs> and in medical, school, people use two books to revise there's the Clinical Skills book, which we call mm-hmm. Cheese and Onion, and then you have the Kumaras and Parks books. It got to the point we thought he wrote it. We thought yeah. this guy wrote the book. He was so smart, bearing in mind, you're as a medical student, so you're naturally in all of him. And I remember he's like, At the end of the bed, I can he- listen to who had a heart moment. All the people that are junior doctors now will realize. The valve he was talking about was a mechanical valve and because it's a metal valve it makes this little clink noise and anyone can hear it from the end of the bed but at that time we were like oh my god this guy is a super genius um but he was a very good teacher he taught us a lot
1: Uh, i remember my reaction so we were sitting we were standing at the end of the bed mm. and he was standing next to the patient and Mm. he was like i know this patient Mm. has a heart mechanic heart mechanical heart valve You what? Mm. You know you know this will huh? <laughs> happen. Mm. you got a stethoscope in your ears. Mm. Um Anyways, I just remember when he said that, we just looked at each other and like, whoa, yeah. man, <laughs> how? <laughs>
0: no, he, he had us
1: fooled. This <laughs> guy had us fooled. It was like a was showman, yeah. it wasn't he? It, 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 was it was like he,
0: showmanship. But that's quite nice. As in like, mm. you know, he was a doctor and he took pride in the work he did and he took pride in knowledge and knowing loads of things. I think you would always find doctors that know the weird and wonderful and the very rare disease and the quirky Mm, stuff. mm, mm. And that in itself is a sign of like you know someone that's really passionate about medicine and that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed his teaching because
1: he was a very good teacher and he taught us all this. In an entertaining way as well. The way he taught was not in a very, I wouldn't say it was patronizing, mm. I wouldn't say it was intimidating, he didn't have the the bullying style. Mm. I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah showman style yeah it was quite uh good teaching it was very
0: nice nice. funnily enough you mentioned bullying right so let me tell you things that happened outside of the nine to five so we were four guys right living in this flat every single day i'm pretty sure we didn't get to bed up until like two three o'clock in the morning right and we used to be like cussing each other roasting each other we were just manic every in the whole three months not a single person did a single piece of revision. We took loads (laughs) of books with us, I did not turn a single page on any of those books.
1: I I was livid that I didn't cover the chapter. Yeah, so bear in mind, I'm just someone who who didn't miss
0: a lecture, who didn't miss anything, super on it, we basically didn't allow him to revise a single day, right? And we were making so much noises, and I don't know if people that live in council estates, you hear the broomstick. So basically, (laughs) the floor used to to hear this knocking sound, so it's basically the people that used to live below us, who are doctors and physiotherapists and nurses used to knock because we were making so much noise yeah. and I remember like it's basically it was like having a, a house pass every single night for three months For straight.
1: three months it's because we were just we were too excited yeah about. I think we, that, that, we just enjoyed it yeah. too much. and we used to
0: like leave in the middle of the night to go to McDonald's which was around the corner and it was a 24-hour McDonald's yeah. and that itself was like a 15-20 minute walk and I remember the next day, like a good few weeks in one of the registrars. No, it was on the last week. It was on the oh, last week. week. It was okay. a, literally in the last week. One of the registrars. So who's like a middle grade doctor, just below a consultant, basically just went ballistic ass. They were like, you lot.
1: Like us. No, 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 Yeah, no, no, It was at me. Like yeah. I was made yeah. the scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> so, right? so tell us what happened. So basically what happened was, so now we've reached week nine. Towards the end of the rotation, we're about to, we're preparing to go home essentially, and one of the middle grade doctors, uh, so me and Abdul turn up to the ward round, and she takes us to a side, and what she does is, Abdul splits, so that we're in a sort of passageway, and I'm on one side and Abdul's on the other side, yeah. so she has to pick one, mm. and anyway, then she picks me, and she sort of stands over me with her finger in my face, mm. and goes, for eight weeks straight, we've heard so much noise, so much this, that, and the other. Well, what is wrong with you? Do you not think we need to sleep? X we'll or and, Z. and she was like, Yeah. But she was sort of towering down with her finger in my face. And I remember just having a cold, ice cold face. And then I just went, Which door number are you? And then she said her number. I was like, But that's right on the other end. How the hell did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> How did you hear our noise for the last eight weeks? And why hasn't anyone else in between us? and you mm. complain and she was like well it's been noisy yeah. it's been this that and the other and you know what i've got this thing right where i would be nice to everyone and i sort of promote being nice to everyone mm. work as a team but when it comes to someone who tries to almost doing in a, in a sort of becomes a bully mm. sort of isolate someone and sort of is Pick an aggressive s- style of sort of mm. Um, asking for something like she could easily have said do you mind keeping it down from now Mm. I mean she could have done that on the first night if that was true I still Mm. don't believe it's true anyways um, something exploded inside of me right and I just went I'd let her finish and I just went you know what I feel that you're bullying me I feel that you're patronising you know what you're a bully yeah right and you know what and then she was like i think she said i think i'm going to report it to, report you to your own consultant yeah. she was like who's your consultant i was like don't worry about my consultant yeah. i know who your consultant yeah. is and you will be hearing from me yeah you bully yeah
0: and then i was walked off and, <laughs> and then it, stormed off yeah at this point it was like towards that where the nurses sit so the nurses station there were kind of like one or two patients and it could very easily escalate because voices were uh, being raised and she was like
1: you no know. no wait She was like Yeah She had like, no
0: mind it's like How you getting angry In front of the patients Whatever No no
1: but I kept quiet mm. she, was, she said to me right She said to me Do you know where we are We're in a hospital mm. And I was like Yeah and we're on The cardiology ward mm. Do you know where you are mm. I was like And then she was I was like You're the one that's being loud And mm. she was like No you're the one That's being loud yeah. And then I was like well, you know what? See you later. Yeah, and, and so he stormed off, and then he just left me to pick up the pieces. So then she came over to
0: me. Why did so, you back me? So I did back you. I'll tell you what I did. You didn't. You. I watched well, you, it. You watched it. I enjoyed. It I I enjoyed watching it. It was some. It was a beautiful piece of entertainment. You should <laughs> get an Oscar. But then she came over to you and I thought, I'm gonna get it. But she came over to me, and she praised me. So she said to me, "Abdul, you're such a mature student." You know how to behave in front of patients. For pages. nine weeks,
1: I was the first man on the ward. For yeah. nine weeks, I examined patients, did the jobs, and you got all the praise.
0: Yeah, so she was praising me. And then I think it was just a way to basically find out who our consultant was. And then she basically said it. So who's the consultant? Obviously, we grew up in an environment where, like, you know, I'm not going to, like, forsake him. So I said it in a very long-winded way. Don't worry about kind of reporting to consultant. I'll have a word with him. And you know, basically, I'll escalate if I need to see. Obviously, didn't I didn't. Raise didn't. No snitch. Yeah. So I didn't do anything. Um, but class, she was kind of like who's your consultant, X, Y, and Z. And I remember, the next day, she.
1: No, it was on the first. It was, it was on the same day. On
0: the same day, later
1: on, we came back onto the water. or you came back into the water. and then she no, basically grabbed you, you. No, you came up to me, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> she obviously filled your head with so yeah. much air, like yeah. as being the sensible, the really hard-working mm. diligent individual yeah. so you came up to me and you were like ams man come on just say sorry yeah. let's call it peace yeah yeah like, we don't need any of i this. was trying
0: to be a peacekeeper. in general in life i'm not about i want to keep <laughs> yeah. peace and mental harmony so i'm trying to like calm him down because he was really like one thing about ams is like he doesn't stand for bullying and he can't take injustice and you know i saw it and i could tell on his face he was proper upset plus the way she did it as if was she blamed us for something that we didn't really do mm-hmm. um, and she was like it was you xyz and just pointing and kind of I don't know if there was a hierarchy sense but it wasn't a very nice environment to be in mm. and I remember I don't know if she had time to think and realise um, after we came back into the ward and we
1: kind of like tried to cause peace so so I remember so she approached me mm. and then she the first thing she said was you know what the manner of what I said was wrong she accepted that mm. And then I sort of said, yeah, I'm sorry, too, for uh, if I, I think I must have said, oh, you're being loud. You know, mm, when you just throw mm, it back at them, or oh, mm, you're loud, too, mm, or do you know who mm. you are? I sort of throwing it back at them. So I sort of apologised for that, because that was wrong of me as well. Um, and she sort of apologised for what she was wrong for. Um, but that's what I mean. Why does it have to get to that stage? So she didn't teach us anything. Mm. Up till that week, yeah. And after that, on the same day, she gave us the first piece of teaching on ECGs. I remember. It was quite good. It was so good. I remember it till today, yeah. man. I'm using an A and E right now. Mm. Those ECG teachings, um, and it was brilliant. Um, I just think when you when you think about it, that exists a lot. Where we're not, we're not really a team mm. teaching and training each other. Mm. Some of us just keep to ourselves. And we just take, take, take and don't give back. Yeah.
0: Um, but I guess to say in terms of bullying as well, it always exists. And I feel there are lots of people that may mm-hmm. get bullied or in medicine, there's always this hierarchy and it's just natural and it happens. But a lot of people get picked on, or it doesn't need to be the doctors. It can be nurses, physiotherapists, pharmacists. And I thought if you do feel bullied, Escalate it, speak to them, tell them you feel threatened, you don't like the way they're behaving or acting towards you. Because I don't think it's fair for anyone, any profession, Mm. it doesn't need to be healthcare to be bullied and it's not nice. It's not nice at all, yeah. You know, flag it, speak to them or take them to the side and say, you know what, the way you're speaking to me isn't nice. You know, you're patronizing, you're intimidating me. So flag it. There is no reason why someone should kind of suffer in peace and silence. And I think that was something I learned and saw from you that day, Mm. because it does make a difference. As soon as you flagged it and it changed, yeah. So there, you can see an immediate change in their behaviour. And then after that, we were civil. Like we had good teaching it was, and it were really good. So for people that maybe experience bullying and they don't know what to do, how to say, speak to the person, or speak to a colleague or someone a bit senior, and say, look, this is what the situation is. Because stuff like bullying can then take a, a toll on you, can affect your mental health, and yeah. you'd end up in a far worse situation if you don't tackle it mm. in the beginning.
1: And I tell you what, that experience was important for my own personal development because. Maybe in the future episode, when we talk about F1 year, mm. again, I came across an individual who mm. was, um who had a, a bully's character, I'd say. Mm. Um, so again, how I handled that was exactly the same. So one piece of advice that I would say is never, never accept being bullied, but also for all our viewers, you should never be a bully yourself. Make sure you're nice, you're kind, Um, you're outgoing to everyone and that's not just doctors or nurses that includes the guys who are doing the domestic work, the clean up the cleaner, everything Mm. Um, anyone who's doing anything, any healthcare assistants, um, work experience individuals, students you should be a team together that's my number one bit of advice with that.
0: I definitely agree Um, so let's move on alright so we used to have long days out you know in clinics so we spent a good time of amount of time on the wards, examining patients, Mm -hmm. speaking to them, um, and learning what it means to be a junior doctor. So we used to come home, right? Mm -hmm. So me and Ams, we don't know how to cook. We used to bring food from home in these containers. And obviously used to run out, you know, and you don't want to be eating micro food for the next two, three days. Mm -hmm. Even Uncle Ben's didn't cut it. So I remember we kind of plucked up the courage to cook fish and chips. And it was like, I don't even know, we used to heat up the oil. Ams never cooked, you know? (laughs) I used to look after him. Yeah. <laughs> I like at one point I used to feel like I was his father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I used to look after him and I used to make <laughs> him fish and ben. chips, yeah. And I remember we were so scared of the oil when it's lifting when sochi, it's really yeah. hot, yeah.
1: Cook yeah, fish and chips. Bro, you're frying already cooked. Yeah, but it's the same thing, yeah. like, and I remember we used thing. to
0: throw it in, like from the end of the kitchen, we used to throw it in, and it used to <laughs> just sizzle and pop. They used to taste really good, though. They were really good, but the thing is, we'd come out with walnuts, yeah. like all
1: oil over us. And like, like, with like, like a, little like, spit marks, but like,
0: yeah, I just wanted to remember, because I remember,
1: like, um, you were the man, I think we made a deal at the end, yeah. that I'd buy some chicken nuggets mm. and chips, and you'd and be we, the guy who yeah, fries it I'd all. cook
0: it. Um, I enjoyed that, because you used to have a lot of fatty food, um, but that was good, so... But well, cooking wise, mm. let's not forget oh. we made a good chicken curry. No, it wasn't. It, it, we made up a very good chicken curry. We didn't plan to make a chicken curry. We were planning <laughs> to make marinated chicken. But yeah. we went to Tesco and bought these pataks, you know the little tubs with the marinade. It wasn't marinade.
1: Yeah, pataks. Yeah. And I remember like um. No, so we intended. So we were like, we're so sick tonight, and tired of ha- this. We're sick and tired of having fish and chips. Let's make some Nando style chicken. So mm. we went out, went to Tesco's. And we sort of looked at what marinade looked nice, and we picked up the Patak Phillips chicken jalfrezi one, Yeah. and we sort of thought, this looks like a nice paste. Um, and we sort of put it on the chicken and put it into the oven. And then we know it's in the oven, it just started sizzling, yeah. <laughs> and I remember opening it, and you were like, yo Ham, something's happening to the chicken, yeah. it's starting to like, sizzle and turn yeah. into something else. Yeah. <laughs> And we were like, wow, the sauce is not getting in. So yeah. we chopped it up. Yeah, we, we, chopped, the <laughs> we up chopped up. We chopped up the chicken up and then we put it in the for, let the flavour get into it. And then we just noticed the whole oh, dish, it turned into a curry. <laughs> it basically turned into a curry, and we were yeah. like, what, what happened to the plan of having some Nando-style chicken? Anyways, yeah. I think we cooked some rice after. Yeah. And we just munched it. It was good though. Yeah, it, was,
0: it tastes good. So Man, I tell
1: everyone about, I tell everyone. I think a photo. I remember
0: I said it to Ram, so... <laughs> just the, the lesson in that is it doesn't matter how you start or what you intend to do it's about how you finish is that is that the quote that, that's the quote from... yeah <laughs> it's about so, how you the journey or something like that i can't remember but then that reminds you right so you cook and then actually you clean dishes right so we're used to kind of eating and then cleaning the dishes and well, we're and good them. on that aspect. yeah Me so and you we, are good, we yeah. basically cook. Or whatever we do, we eat and then we wash the dishes and put it away. And then the two other chaps that we were living with at the time. So I think oh the way they do god. it is they leave the dishes and they let it harbour for like a day or two. and all that. Oh yeah. my god! Man. So that was the way they did it. And I remember, so these flats and accommodations, you always have like a cleaner come in, and it got to a point where these dishes were just piling up. And you have to remember, then that we. No matter how much we do, it's not our norm. So we're not used to doing yeah. this level of cleaning. The cleaner refused to clean it because it was just too messy. She escalated to the, 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 the housing the, manager, the accommodation manager, yeah. who then sent us an email and said, basically, your level of cleanliness is so bad. It is a professionalism
1: issue. We're going to basically email <laughs> no, the medical school. We have to have a, a, like yeah. a judiciary yeah. sitting in the living room <laughs> that they were like, yeah. it's not me. It's not him, it's you two, you guys, to clean that.
0: Yeah. And you have to also remember, our flat was where everyone used to come and chill. So the people that was living above us, next to us, we used to all come and they used to bring their place and their food, yeah. they used to leave it. So it's not even those two, it's just everyone else coming to chill in our flat but making a mess and it's just no one's cleaning it. And basically it became a professional issue. But, um, yeah, but like...
1: Uh, we had an internal court hearing. Yeah. We had a sentencing yeah and a punishment for the two yeah. to clean up everything that's what happens you need As to in... have democracy
0: when you're living <laughs> poor guys poor wild young guys right there is no structure there is no order so democracy had to be instilled and i remember every sunday so we used to all go on the friday evening come back on the sunday yeah after friday we used to go in yeah. and then come back sunday evening whatever people used to train coach whatever and that sunday evening was roast so each week someone will get roasted yeah i remember someone will get roasted and it got to the point where people were being cussed so much that people were being kicked in the face, they were being kicked in their chest, like violence ensued. You well, know we bring I mean? them on as guests yeah, to get those yeah, stories out. But, um, yeah. it was super fun. Like those three months, I would definitely say, were some of the best few months of medical school. And, you know, those are just like, I'm sure there's so many stories, and we've missed stories that we'll think of more. But I think we've talked about loads of stories so far and I don't want to kind of rush into it and I want people to kind of enjoy it and see yeah. how much we enjoyed it. So I think what might be sensible is let's stop. Let's kind of wrap it up for today's episode. Yeah, and what we can do is we can continue it mm-hmm. for next week because some of the better stories, some of the best, more funnier stories we'll save to next week. Yeah. Um, so at least everyone has something to look forward to. But we'll end today's episode there. Is there anything you want to say? No, we'll continue next week, isn't it? That's about it. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, Make sure you like, make sure you comment, subscribe. Thank you for the support once again. Um, Tell your friends and family about it, and we'll see you next Sunday at six o'clock to finish off our time at market. Take care, guys.